Hello and welcome to episode seven of Well, of course. With me are our experts with fancy names, Satyabrata Dash and Sabesachi Ghosh. Guys, say hello to our listeners. Hello. Hello. Okay, two very uh, different styles of hellos. The sleepy uh, one was Satya. <laughs> <laughs> so first of all, uh, thank you very much to our listeners and uh, our followers who have been. egging on for the next episode and it got delayed but here we are and today we have got a whole lot of stuff to talk about india new zealand one day series is over uh, west indies has given a solid spanking to england in the first two test matches australia is back on the winning ways and vidarbha and saurashtra are playing in the final of the ranji and uh, cheteshwar pujara was out on one we'll talk more about it later so first of all guys what was the one moment that was the highlight for you in the entire india new zealand series raidu's 90 in my opinion is significant and then shami's man of the series that is also to that is also significant so these two are the highlights rest everything was uh, like what is supposed to happen virat kohli scoring runs rohit sharma scoring runs shikhar dhawan was okay but shami uh, winning man of the series means he is most definitely our third bowler now and who knows maybe the second bowler maybe i think when bumrah returns shami and uh, bumrah could be actually playing in the 11 and then uh, raidu as uh, 90 is crucial because uh, even though this is uh, not as fluent as 90 that i would have loved to see but because it was kind of a not a fluent innings it was like a block 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 then one really shot to i mean get rid of the pressure but anyway uh, all those calculated risks paid off and this 90 hopefully will give him more confidence and he gets into the flow so that would be crucial for us uh, in the number 4 position i'm surprised satya didn't talk about his boys this time <laughs> the whole australia season the test series the one day series the t20 he's been talking about them but I, i'm not surprised right i i, I expect them to bowl well and win matches so. oh Yeah. No, I'm talking about the batting partnership they had. It when India were down in that match, I think for six wickets or something, and they kind of gave a very nice partnership from the bat as well. And for me, the defining moment—it's not a moment; it's it's just a thing, right? Uh, Dhoni got dropped in one match. Not dropped; he was injured. Two matches. And yeah, so in the first match, India's batting collapsed. I think in the second also. <laughs> Sorry to uh, interrupt. One... Sorry to interrupt, Neil. You would just be crucified for what you just told. Dhoni got dropped. <laughs> no, no. Uh, see, yeah, that reminds me. I really want to give a shout out to the listener Uday, who gave us a lot of feedback, including Dhoni and other topics. Uh, we want everybody else also to give us such a feedback. But yeah, that was a slip of a tongue. But you see the difference of Dhoni that made uh, the Indian batting lineup collapse, right? And I remember. Uh, Abhishek saying in one of the groups, "Bring Dhoni back. Somebody bring Dhoni back." And that exactly was very appropriate when we collapsed. And that was a, such a unusual performance by India. We have been winning down under. We have been winning. We won this tournament four uh, one. But that batting performance and ten wicket defeat was so far from what uh, Indian current form is. Right. 
yeah that brought memories of the champions trophy final yeah but anyways that was an aberration as sanjay bangar said after this collapse in the last match again we were down in the dumps at 18 for 4 but thankfully the middle order survived and we were able to score decent score i mean it was above par 238 was the par score on that ground but we were able to score 250 so that was good yeah and special credit also needs to go to vijay shankar uh, in that partnership with raidu he was actually more fluent and i think he took a, it took a lot of pressure off raidu as well yeah so this uh, entire partnership of raidu and vijay shankar reminded me of uh, some of dhoni's partnerships so if you remember uh, what dhoni does in these situations that he comes and he starts slowly rather very slowly as slow as raidu was uh, one run of 22 balls like that and then the other partner is slightly more fluent and he takes pressure off dhoni usually and then gradually dhoni changes gears and in the end the score is something like that only 90 of 113 was what raidu scored so it was very similar to what uh, dhoni's scores were in australia so the, this entire partnership reminded me of uh, dhoni's game plan the way he anchors the innings and good that raidu showed this maturity in this inning because in the previous inning where he just played that rash shot and got out he got a lot of flack for that yes yeah we bashed vijay shankar with slow bowler and <laughs> we also mocked jadav a lot but somehow jadav was seen all around the whole tournament especially with the ball in the hand and shankar's innings in the last match was incredible so i think we'll have some more followers this time we praised dhoni we praised jadav we praised uh, shankar so i think this is going to be a hit episode <laughs> okay talking about dhoni yeah. uh, things that he did i promised uday that i am going to talk about that ross taylor stumping and believe me guys i still want to watch it again and again because i have watched it so many times and i have not been able to understand what just happens there he mm-hmm. was just so fast in that stumping and even in that john nisham run out if those guys were not out nobody would have blamed the wicketkeeper right because to anybody uh, at least for me i feel that i did not see them as chances it just that uh, ross taylor got out or jimmy nisham got run out we are seeing them as wickets otherwise these were not even chances yes he created those wickets actually. yeah especially yes. nisham is a destructive batsman and ross taylor was one of the very few batsmen who got runs in this yeah tournament by the way astel todd astel reminded me nathan astel but yeah, i yeah, checked yeah. in for he's not even related to each other his father did play some first class but he's not even related to astel i have good memories of him uh, the, the fast one of the fastest double hundreds that he made uh, towards the end of his career and he was also uh, the centurion of the match which would happen to be the 96 world cup's first match england versus new zealand and 96 world cup was the tournament uh, where i actually started keeping track of records i used to watch cricket in 92 world cup and after as well but 96 is when i started tracking all the scoreboards and records and he was the first centurion on, on that match uh, i didn't even have cable dd was broadcasting it it was yeah, I think during this time february march was the tagline of wills world cup with venkatesh prasad coming <laughs> in at speed i think it was a passenger train but still <laughs> i read somewhere about venkatesh prasad that some batsmen in some stadiums are still waiting for the ball to reach them <laughs> <laughs> i can't believe it it's been 23 years <laughs> 
Yeah, Vinkres Prasad's favorite number was one twenty-eight point eight kilometers per hour. I mean, almost invariably, every delivery would have that speed. Curiously, during this five-match series, which was more of a four mismatch and one match, so something very interesting was happening. That uh, the same time Indian women were playing against New Zealand women, and uh, India A were playing against Eng- England Lions, and uh, till the third match, everybody seemed to be on the same page. Indian women were thumping New Zealand by huge margins, and India A were thrashing England Lions. And as soon as India lost the fourth ODI, the women lost their third match badly. Uh, India A also lost. How often have we seen that happen? Yeah, I know the reason. Dhoni getting injured was not auspicious for Team India. <laughs> <laughs> See now, our India will definitely become hit. So uh, after India lost the uh, fourth one day, Indians were mocking Team India so much. It was huge fun. Yeah, my favorite uh, of one of those things was uh, that Anushka Sharma's. Uh, uh that ad was there right it's like she said about this indian middle order like aata hai jata hai fir se aa jata hai that bad form of indian middle order so that was really funny i didn't even understand that one man you didn't watch the dandruff wala ad of anushka sharma where she is annoyed with the dandruff and she is saying aata hai jata hai fir se aa jata hai <laughs> that's what they actually told about the form of our middle order that aata hai jata hai and fir se aa jata hai <laughs> I mean, yeah, Twitter collectively has a great uh, memory. They can pull out something even twenty years old. <laughs> that is so uh, terrible that it is funny. <laughs> yeah, but it was nice. I mean, I really enjoyed it. <laughs> I've seen uh, the previous, the current government making some promises eight years ago when the previous government was there. and those files and screenshot being pulled out in the twitter and tweeted again hey this is not fulfilled so twitter has a good memory i can do don't talk about present day government what do you want we are just seven episodes old you want <laughs> us to be banned or something don't talk about present day government please let's in the fact that let's get abused by dhoni fans and the virat fans only yeah they are nicer yeah. definitely at least they are not sending us to jail absolutely so uh, smriti mandana is now number 1 ranked odi player for women's and virat kohli obviously for men and curiously both have jersey number 18 so wow. Oh, wow i didn't notice that great catch yeah. and second thing uh, another coincidence the number 200 especially the odi number 200 proved unlucky for both indian captains rohit sharma who was playing his 200 uh, match as captain in the fourth odi lost and so did mitali raj and your favorite elise peri as you marked very quickly yeah she is number 2 in the batting yeah i exactly <laughs> i was about to uh, say that i was just going through the rankings and she is also number 11 in bowling i don't i'm not sure if uh, they have an all rounder in the women's category but yeah yeah they uh, have oh, they do. And she is number 1 oh great uh, b- yeah obviously and she is not uh-huh. only in cricket she's also representing the national football team i think for australia that's a very rare feat i wow. think uh, john t roads yeah. or kepler whistle somebody did that satya now is the now is the time you ask that question how is the josh and neil is going to say hi sir hi sir i know it's i don't think you know, it takes so much pride in the achievements of elise perry as neil does 
<laughs> no, I was just watching the documentary the other day and it was really inspiring. Yeah, in speaking of ranking, I think Kasigo Rabada is number one bowler and followed by Jimmy Anderson, very well deserved. And Pat Cummins, number three, but I, I don't think uh, his team is doing well. And in all-rounders, what can I say? Uh, Jason Holder, uh, not very surprising. He's number one. And Sakib Al-Hassan is number two, which he has been doing for years for Bangladesh, I guess. This is for test, by the way. Yeah. I think they're keeping a quota for Sakib Al-Hassan. number two? And Bangladesh doesn't play a lot of tests, right? So it's very difficult to compare. And uh, somehow even Ravinder Jadeja is on number three. Yeah. Does he have a place in the team in the first place? Exactly. Know. That was my question. He is hardly playing and he is maintaining his number three position. So what does that say about all the other all-rounders in the world cricket? And he's <laughs> the fifth best bowler in the world. Yeah, the thing is, Jadeja was really phenomenal uh, when we were playing at home and uh, he batted well overseas actually. He scored the uh, 80 or 90 against Australia, right? And then he also scored a, a similarly 80 or 90 against England in England and then again scored a century against West Indies. I think all those things added up added to his points and all. Yeah, I think ranking has a lot of inertia. If you see number four batsman. Uh, fourth best batsman in the world is Steven Smith, who is almost a year banned yeah, okay. now, right? Yeah. So, so I think Correct. old records are ma mattering. So when they played well, they played like a vacuum cleaner. Sara point So now they have got lots of points in their back. I think what happens is that number of matches played and the performance. So some kind of averaging does happen. So even if somebody else is playing nicely, but they are consuming the uh, matches. So somehow their average is still lower than what somebody achieved with fewer matches. Yes. Yeah, Maybe Jorut has been playing, but Jorut and his team are in doldrums. So that's why he is still not able to go above Steve Smith. And this significant, I mean, almost a hundred point gap between Jorut and Steve Smith. So uh, this gives us a nice segue into West Indies England series where. Oh man, I want to talk about this. I loved England. As badly I mean, as how is the joke? <laughs> <laughs> so I was following this uh, test series, uh, West Indies and England, more than the India New Zealand. Number one, it's a one-day series versus test, and England West Indies has a very good timing to start. Like starts in the evening, and then you can listen to the radio commentary till late night. And what a disaster! Uh, disaster! It was so much fun. <laughs> I yeah. mean, I, I feel that whole world enjoys when West Indies wins. And I'm serious yes. about that. Yeah, I'm so happy for Jason Holder. I mean, he has been taking a lot of criticism of late. Even Andrew Flintoff and Geoffrey Boycott told a lot of things before the start of the series. They said that it's a very average team and all. But look at what they did to them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it all, they also won the World Cup beating England only, right? The four yeah. sixes by... Remember the name. <laughs> and uh, yeah, Jason Holder's 200 was uh, very surprising. Like, they were one, I think they were 120 for six, and they declared at 420 something, 415. So all those runs were made uh, unbeaten, uh, double century by Jason Holder. And he, it was pretty quick, 200 something balls as well. That kind of turned around the match, but obviously it was the fourth innings. 
and i think he broke some record where he's only the second batsman to score 200 after six down only second to don bradman who probably did something on the seven down that was a great record so not only uh, jason holder scored 200 even the wicketkeeper dowrich he also scored a nice century 116 of 224 he was at the other end and yeah. I, i really like that uh, that fast and furious west indian bowling attack was uh, seen again after probably 90s Uh, what a comeback by kimaroch he was uh, injured with some accident i think near the ground a year back and he was back and then in the second innings i think chase took eight wickets and he's a all-rounder he's not a very great bowler but he took eight wickets so that shows how much favor this matches are going in in favor of west indies basically yeah I think this would be interesting right India's next test series is against West Indies in West Indies so that would really be a good keenly fought series however i have some special uh, information regarding Dino Best do you guys remember I know George uh, Best we don't remember okay. Dino Best he was a fast bowling all-rounder for and he retired some time back oh right uh, yeah i think i've heard this name but somehow so he was not so what about him he was not very prolific bowler or something but uh, what he did was that he is now commentating slash uh, hosting uh, bangladesh premier league and one of the matches were in dhaka versus rangpur so teams were uh, dhaka dynamites and rangpur riders and this guy he was so amazing he was on the ground and uh, he just forgot the team names he said <laughs> today we are having a match between dhaka riders versus rangpur and he forgot the next thing and he looked at the captain he kept on looking at the captain till the captain told the riders and then again he forgot the names of the captains also <laughs> and he was just so confident and so happy about whatever he did it was humorous it was really humorous i'm so everybody should have a confidence like tino west <laughs> that's crazy i wonder who watches bangladesh league uh, outside of bangladesh abhishek you seem to be remembering everything perfect you know we should learn from you you have lost us so many listeners in bangladesh man what are you doing we have to get listeners everywhere we can don't lose listeners right now man let us be famous yeah we don't get along they are east bengal we are mohan bagans <laughs> there is a thing in bengal as well so they don't get married according to gotras or caste so there is something called bati and ghoti bati is from the east side and ghoti is from the west side so they are supposed to marry uh, ghotis to ghoti and ghoti bati to bati <laughs> <laughs> seriously i'm not joking this is a thing <laughs> guys we didn't speak about uh, australia sri lanka what a turn around yeah what a turn around i mean i was just thinking that if similar thing had happened to india like australia or england came to india they defeated us badly and then sri lanka comes in and uh, we wallop them then we would be called flat track bullies yeah so i'm confused should we give credit to australia or should we blame sri lanka so it's totally extreme result i think travis head is in a in tremendous form where he <laughs> flopped pretty much in every match against india <laughs> see the uh, the way i see i mean turnaround was supposed to happen one way or other 
See, Australia, either, I mean, even if Sri Lanka would have won, the same thing would have been told for them. See, what a turnaround. Because they were just losing every match. <laughs> and now the same thing about Australia. I am not at all surprised, to be honest, guys. Because Australia's bowling attack was really good. And I think we have discussed that in our series also. So, I think Sri Lankan is just not good enough. That's the fact right now. And today, even I was reading an interview from Attapattu. He was just saying... I mean, sometimes uh, we know when we are in tunnel, we see the light at the end of it. But he just can't seem to find any shade of light now. Yeah. And what a what a long way from Sri Lanka making 900 odd runs against India with Jaisuriya 300 odd and Mohanama 250 odd. So uh, there was a time I remember Atapattu was, uh, I mean, any Indian spinner who wanted to take a wicket would get Atapattu's wicket. I remember uh, Rajesh yeah. Chauhan. Venkat Pati Raju and Anil Kumble, these guys, I mean, as soon as they came, Attapattu should have started walking already. I remember this Hindi commentary bit. So, Attapattu has a disaster debut and the first season. Then he came back well into the side and he did uh, score decently. So, the Hindi commentator was saying, Pehle jab Attapattu aai thai, tab atpata ke khel rahe thai, asa lag raha tha. But abhi jab aai hai, tab patu ho gaya wo khel <laughs> <laughs> was it Vivek Rathan? <laughs> I'm sure he was. I just don't remember because I was listening. I was not paying attention who was speaking. No, it could be Sushil Doshi or somebody. <laughs> yeah, I think he was the one. I remember this name. Ranji Trophy. So, uh, Cheteshwar Pujara out on one. I think I'm just wondering what will happen to those Vidarbha guys in second innings. He <laughs> I, I, they should have allowed him to play for 50-60 deliveries. Now, I mean, just imagine the hunger of Chetasur Pudara. I think he would play for 500 deliveries now. But Vidarbha has teased a good comeback, actually. Yeah. Uh, they were 200 for 7. I mean, at one stage, it did not seem like these guys would cross 200 also. But uh, the lower order and lower middle order, they came back nicely. Yes, and Umesh yeah. Yadav is also bowling really well. He's yeah, just breathing fire. Yeah, absolutely. So... In the run-up to this this match, there were two contests that were being looked after. One was Unadkat versus Vasim Jafar and Umesh Adha versus Chiteshwar Pujara. Yeah. And also, there is another baller in uh, Vidarbha's team, right? Saruvate, I think. Yes. He, yeah, he has also been bowling really well. Has taken a lot of wickets, actually, this season. Yeah, so he only got uh, Pujara today and he has got three wickets. But level of umpiring in this match also is not very good. Snail Patel was uh, probably out today and he was not given. So again, some acrimony is going to happen now. Snail Patel, that was a clear, I mean, clear edge that anyone could figure it out. and But the umpire didn't give and the way Snail Patel reacted, that was also super funny. He just <laughs> said, no, I didn't touch. It was like pure gully cricket. <laughs> <laughs> So this is being played at Nagpur, which is, I think, Vidarva's home ground, right? Because the ground is called Vidarva Cricket Association, yes. uh, not Maharashtra. And where exactly is Shaurashtra? Is it the lower butt of Gujarat? Lower butt? <laughs> I mean, it looks like that. 
so with this uh, we are coming to wrap up this episode and uh, i hope we'll be back within if not within at least a week after today so by then india new zealand uh, t20 series should have got wrapped whatever if you are not following us on twitter please do we are on twitter at coursewell c o u r s e w e l l please follow us there to keep track of the next episodes and uh, follow the episode wherever you get your podcast from we are on itunes tune in google podcast and everywhere so that's our app guys thanks satya for compromising on your sleep for the podcast the, one like is right. one salute one tweet is one salute satya deshbhakt to is podcast ko follow karo <laughs> josh is i sir okay bye I guys have to watch that movie bye bye